0: I I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that tries to find the one fish and jam sandwich that tastes exactly like... No, I can't. I can't. No. Have you heard this, this fucking sandwich he's gone? Tell it. Well, Linda used to put strawberry jam on a twat, so I'd lick her out. Blimey. Listen to this, Felix. Now I'm just addicted to the taste. Fanny juice and strawberries. He's got fucking strawberry jam and fish paste sandwiches.
1: Fucking hell, Tony.
0: It's the newest song gets the flavour. I'm Paul Goodman. I'm Paul Salt. Today, we shall be discussing The Sex Lives of the Potato Men, Andy Humphrey's 2004 90s sitcom movie about the sexual antics of four men who work for a potato delivery company.
1: Uh, yes, this one was recommended by an old friend of mine called Matthew Gray. Uh, we worked in a bookshop together and honestly, it was Sex Lives This, Sex Lives That. He had a Johnny <laughs> Vegas tattoo on his index finger and, um, he used to hold it out under his nose like a hipster mus- mustache tattoo. A hipster Only, mustache. Yeah. You know, the hipsters, they'd put yeah. a, the thing, the, the mustache on their finger tattoo. Oh,
0: yeah. Mustache
1: tattoo on their finger. and They do that and they're like, look, I've got a mustache. Only when he did it, it just said Johnny Vegas. So it didn't make much sense. But oh, okay. he took risks. Yes. Much like recommending two fragile pool boys. This raucous sex comedy.
0: Yeah, there is a risk there because he would be implicated if there was any sort of double murder situation. Critics reacted to this film like a fish and jam sandwich that tastes exactly like, oh, no. no. Oh. Oh. It's every bit. Every bit I have is about that. <laughs> Fanny juice and strawberries. Uh, so yes, Peter Bradshaw at The Guardian said, it's a film... <laughs> that, he, that he died. <laughs> he died from sheer wrongness with that statement. It's a film which isn't the slightest bit funny or sexy and is deeply depressing. It also diminishes the reputation of many excellent TV comics who are made to look tawdry and naff. Mark Kermode. Making his debut on the podcast, I think. Really?
1: I think so. Shit. Well, I mean, we've mentioned him before. I
0: think we've mentioned him living under a bridge, <laughs> yes. and such. But well, Oh, Mark we've...
1: Kermode lives under the bridge. No yes, home. Okay. I'm not sure we've actually ever
0: quoted him before. <laughs> Mark Kermode at the BBC said, Absolutely, indescribably horrible, vulgar, stupid, tawdry, depressing, embarrassing, filthy, vile, stinky, repugnant, slimy, unclean, nasty, degenerative, and mind-numbing. Three stars. You
1: didn't really. Was there a minus before that? (laughs) There's a minus and a picture of himself crying. Picture of himself lowering his naked body onto a glass bottle as well? Yeah. Protest. (laughs) Painful protest. He's a bold man, that Mark Kermode. (laughs) He speaks
0: his mind and he he shatters his pelvis. Uh, The film also came top in a a listener's poll of films with no redeeming qualities whatsoever on Kermode's 5
1: Live radio show. Except for winning that competition. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Well done. <laughs> one redeeming feature about this is it got that little prize. <laughs> and they sent oh. a picture
0: of it, and unfortunately it was Mark Cameron lowering himself onto a glass <laughs> bottle, like, Im- memorialised in
1: gold. Um, <laughs> oh, It's so, like the Fair Play Award, isn't it? You know, in football teams, they get the Fair Play Award, yeah. and it's just another word for shite. <laughs> the film has 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey.
0: Uh fuck fuck in spite of its below average score on IMDb it seems that there are a few a very vocal but small group of proud potato men and women out there who defend the movie um robin kelly at IMDb said it is bizarre that by simply holding a mirror up and reflecting our society as it exists humphreys has been vilified in the media that's all he did, Paul. He showed us the Johnny Vegas within us all.
1: God, where is he from? Let's <laughs> never go there. I would
0: strongly advise not to let middle-class metropolitan reviewers or the sex-phobic moral min- minority or jealous, bitter would-be filmmakers put you off. See
1: it for yourself and make your own mind up. Incidentally, I'm going to vote Theresa May in the next election because <laughs> she cares about us. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just just let make your own mind up. Make your own mind up about it. I mean, until you've experienced it. Yeah. How you really, you know, decry it? And the same goes for heroin <laughs> and abusing a minor- minority. Worst case scenario, you know, you'll have wasted an afternoon. <laughs> and six to five years. <laughs> Meanwhile, Paul at IMDb... No, ah! I know!
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: I know. Um, says, I really enjoyed it. Yes, it's crass and crude, but it's still funny. It shows that even unattractive men, brackets Johnny Vegas and Mackenzie Crook, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for that, mate. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Can still get their end away if they're not too particular. I watched this with my sister, and we both agreed that we shouldn't like it, but we did. I particularly liked the scene where they're spit-roasting some seen-better-days woman. Fuck me. uh, Thank God (laughs) to be praised by this guy. Oh, man and he asks her if she has any porn to get himself in the mood. It was also a little touching in that our dad had not long died, and we both agreed he'd have been creased up watching this film. Now, you know, full respects to this guy's dad, you know. (laughs) Yeah. In memory of the dead and all. But the fucking tonal
1: whiplash on this review. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Jesus. Fuck me. Also, the seen better days woman. They were spit roasting. (laughs) The woman who was in her 30s? I think so. She was fine. Yeah. I (laughs) remember. Jesus she, was the, Christ. she was the most attractive woman in the entire film. <laughs> God. So,
0: Paul, um, I mean, both of our dads are still alive. Hmm. But do
1: you think that our dads would have enjoyed this film whilst they were alive once they're dead? Well, I think our alive dads What's would it? really appreciate the feeling of dread uh, that <laughs> kicks in as soon as this film starts.
0: <laughs> so, Paul, what happens in this here potato movie?
1: Oh, well, this here potato movie features... Uh, Four main potato men. Yes. The foreman. The eponymous potato man. Let's start with Mackenzie Crook. Okay. Ooh, let's. Who plays? Is it Jeffy or Heffy? Fuck, I don't know. Or Beffy. (laughs) Teffy?
0: Sneffy. Ferris.
1: Ferris, that's the one. My life now is just one big fanny festival. I don't care if they're black, white, yellow or purple, I'd check anyone. Purple, who's purple? He is living with his mother-in-law. And, and his mother-in-law. My mother-in-law. Well, let me tell you about his mother-in-law. <laughs> she enjoys having sex with her son-in-law. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, there's nothing. Legally. Out, 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 out. Out, out.
0: <laughs> it's, it's legally out, out, out yes. <laughs>
1: there's nothing legally out, out about it. Yeah, but morally it's very, it's very in-out, isn't it? Well, especially since he doesn't seem to enjoy the sexual encounters
0: he has with his mother-in-law.
1: No, he is sort of beholden to his own um, depraved instincts as well, yeah. isn't he? He's, he he doesn't like it, but as soon as he's presented by um by a big old bra, yeah, he he, he reluctantly takes his trousers off yes. to go and get his penis sucked. Yes, by his mother-in-law.
0: Yes, um, he is also recently
1: separated from, I guess, the mother-in-law's daughter. He's polyamorous, is Ferris. He's yes, um, sticking it to the fish shop lady. And... I think we could study these guys like some sort
0: of specimens. <laughs> that should dismiss the people accusing us of class snobbery. <laughs> he is definitely polyamorous. He, um, his <laughs> his, his his kind doesn't seem to recognise miso- um, uh, misogynist
1: relationships. <laughs> well, two <laughs> no, no, relationships. Yes. maybe they're the same thing. Huh? Hey huh? Ladies. Aye. Come on! Fight him! Eight. Fight him! He's not too happy with the fact that he has to have sex with his mother-in-law, and he no. doesn't he doesn't see a way out of it.
0: No, there's absolutely no way out of it, nor yep. is there a way out of the looming threat of him having to receive all sex from his mother-in-law's mother. Yes. Jones says you've got a big cock.
1: Show it to her, Ferris. What? Show her your thing. No. Ferris,
0: she doesn't get out much, she's practically bedridden. Wow. I told you. When it's stiff, it's like a rolling pin. Put it in your mouth.
1: John. But he does have a massive penis. He and does have a massive cock. <laughs> and, and the thing is, but when you have a massive penis, <laughs> you, d- you do have to dole it out on request. Yeah.
0: I mean, you'll get your, pa- your pictures yeah. in the paper with it sort of swinging about. <laughs> and holding and, uh, it up like
1: a fisherman with a prize <laughs> catch.
0: <laughs> Shaking the mare's <laughs> hand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then... You have to loop it over your, the crook of your elbow you know, to <laughs> take the mare's hand. <laughs>
0: And then, yes, all the local ladies, yeah. by right, by English, <laughs> English law. Get a portion. It's different in Wales. By English <laughs> law, may request a portion upon request.
1: Yes. In Wales, you're allowed to shoot it with a crossbow. Absolutely. Yes. But only if it's French. He contrives to move out of his mother-in-law's place because he's had it with the doling. Because he is sleeping then in the back room of the fish and chip shop.
0: Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes. that's what leads on to this, because he's mm.
1: occasionally
0: um, giving his saveloy. Oh, I love it when sex yeah. and food is mixed up, especially greasy, nasty fish and chip <laughs> shop food. Mm. He's slipping his saveloy into her v- vagina. Ladies, please don't insert saveloy into your bodies via any other hole
1: than the one that is appropriate to do so. Actually, no, no. not even that one. No. Yeah, just just leave them alone. I assumed you'd come up with some <laughs> amazing new hole. <laughs> The only hole they should be
0: inserted into is the one that's in your nearest your nearest bin. Put them in
1: there. <laughs> the bigger the hole, the better. God, this is great, this film. It's so raucous. It's bringing oh, no. out the best in us. It's
0: so comedic.
1: So, so Mackenzie Crook is in... <laughs> The fish and chip shop back room. He's sleeping on top of one of the like the storage shelves. Yeah. Um. The shelves that should, by yeah. right, house the pickled gherkins. Yes, as it's pointed out to us later, and in a hello. Now, right? Moment. There's
0: not more things.
1: Oh well, there is actually. And I'm, I'm afraid. So they <laughs> she go invites and have... him round to her gaff, her yeah. proper gaff, because yeah. she doesn't
0: live in the fish and chip shop. That would be horrendous. Yeah. Round to her gaff in order to have some sex, but then there's a noise from the cupboard. And it turns out her husband, who we did know about, I think, is in the cupboard masturbating whilst he has sex with his wife. Yes, he is. Because he enjoys cuckolding. Mm. Uh, which is a known fetish. Yes. On the interweb. He's um, a real life? Yeah. He's a watcher. Ooh. He's, he's a watchman. He's a voyeur. <laughs> yes, I think that's yeah. how it's said. Very he's good. He's a Nissan voyeur. So- oh, but he's also quite aggressive with it. So yeah. M- Mackenzie Crook, uh, I mean, it's just, it's all about this film. The funny thing about it is it's mm-hmm. all about Mackenzie Crook being pressured into non-consensual sex.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Oh, man, he's oh. so
0: uncomfortable. He just, he wants, yeah. he just, he wants somewhere to belong.
1: He just wants a normal relationship, but he can't yeah. because he's being forced to make love to this guy's wife. Um, and <laughs> the threat of violence.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, he says, I'm going to kill you if you don't
1: have sex with my wife. Yeah. Oh. So He does.
0: Oh, and it's funny because the husband suspends himself from like a thing on the ceiling.
1: Oh yeah, and th- th- he's tied together, isn't he? They bound his arms and his legs so he yeah. can't move while the lady has sex oh, on him. Oh
0: my god, I tell you what, mate, the only thing that makes me laugh harder than the idea of a man being pressured into sex, because that can't happen. No. All men want it all the time. The only thing that makes me laugh more than that is a guy who enjoys in any way unconventional sex. That's just the funniest thing in the world to me. Mm, because what's wrong
1: with him? Now you're hey? being prejudiced, Paul. You're um, you're, you're criticizing the working classes and their mirror. Yeah, but like you know, yeah. what's wrong with him? He then decides not to do that anymore. Yeah, well, he he stands up to him with the help of his mate. Yes, who we'll get on to later.
0: Yeah, but they stand up to him, and then yeah, it's like okay, he's free of this nasty relationship, and he moves yeah. towards the conclusion. Yeah. Right. Let's have another potato man, shall
1: we? Yeah. Rewind. Yes.
0: Oh, Christ, is like Rashomon. Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah. Now, would you like the Wanking Man or the uh, Creepy Stalker? I think Springboard off of the Wanking Man onto the Creepy Stalker.
0: As that naturally happens. Uh So the Wanking Man is one of the two slightly more minor characters. Yes. And his whole thing... Not an
1: ambition, though.
0: Oh, no, no, no. He's got a dream. Really, yeah. the movie should have been his. He, yeah. Well, he had a girlfriend Yeah. who put jam... Mm. That oh Okay, for American audiences, because I think jam's something different out there. Like, uh, what we call jam, they call jelly? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, it's like a processed fruit thing. A girlfriend of his had slathered it onto her vagina. Yeah. Now, for American listeners, a vagina is a kind of um uh, organ for reproductive purposes kept between a woman's legs, but also yeah. for urination... And, uh, childbirth, ultimately.
1: Yeah, storing American footballs as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Could also be used as a calculator, weirdly. <laughs> um, oh, very good, those.
1: Um, must yeah. get myself one.
0: <laughs> and then he enjoyed the taste of yeah. that. And so he is trying to recreate
1: yes. that taste mm-hmm.
0: by creating jam and fish sandwiches. Yeah. Because we all have heard 80s comedians. And therefore, know that vaginas taste of fish.
1: Yeah. Yup. So that's his thing, really, for for eighty minutes.
0: Yes, he explores it in various ways, such as calling up a sex line and trying to visit a prostitute Mm -hmm. uh, store, Mm -hmm. a, a prostitute shop. That's the one. In order to try and. By sex but he only has 20 quid on him he,
1: he masturbates an awful lot an he, awful lot he, most to the point where it, it genuinely irks the other characters in the film and these yeah, and these, these guys are depraved yeah. and as he um slouches towards his conclusion yeah he finally gets a call from uh a call, a call back from the phone dating service yeah somebody who's well up for his plans yes and, and let us let us now go to a party
0: yes a party of sexual proportions yes
1: and at this party everyone's wearing robe uh, Mm -hmm.
0: sheets rather and um he experiences the following oral
1: sex the cowgirl anal the the helicopter shower rimming on a bus multi-pass the upside down shit cake (laughs) the spinning jekyll (laughs) the lobster of inescapable nuttiness the Brown Smoothie. The Masquerade Ball in Bristol. <laughs> Captain Haddock's final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa and her multicoloured friends. Baked beans on toast. Chardonnay. The Kazakhstan fist. And rim jobs. Yeah, and w- what a party he finally What a party? Yeah, he 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 finally gets to to lick a jammy vagina and (laughs) the jammy vagina yeah and so he goes to the conclusion yep he goes off on his way to the conclusion just
0: as I describe these men just describe them all like soaring towards a bright
1: yellow light (laughs) where we leave them until we're ready to come back on the Mario Kart rainbow road (laughs) And, but but nay, that's not really how it happened. Let's summon the, the spirit of a of a fallen <laughs> soldier <laughs> to, to retell experience <laughs> of the sex lives of the potato <laughs> men. And we come on to
0: the creepy stalker played by League of Gentlemen's Mark Gatiss
1: Esquire Esquire. Yes, they find, man. Yes, now yeah, very uh, very talented uh, writer, actor, and comedian Mark Gatiss. Absolutely is a creepy stalker.
0: Yes, his problem is that he's been broken up. With, at, broken up at, yeah. by Lucy Davis. Yes. I'm very uh, a very, very disappointing role. Mm. Um, her job is basically to be creeped out by Mark Gatiss, uh, which isn't terribly demanding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she has broken up with him and he's obsessing over her, sending her endless letters and getting very, very angry. He ends up kidnapping her dog. Yep. Um, Through which he
1: bumps into Julia
0: Davis. Julia Davis, who has her own dog. Yeah. Only later he gets his own dog and returns to the park. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we should point out that some of his earlier activity included just in a he- being in a hedge masturbating over one of Lucy Davis's neighbours.
1: Oh yes, there a was, was, who there was changing was in a window. Yeah. Um yeah, just generally stalking, following Lucy Davis. Yeah. Um, well, you know, just harmless working yeah.
0: class na- uh laughs.
1: Yeah. Just right. Yeah, this is this is your life working class folk. Look in the mirror. <laughs> Don't look away from the mirror. It's just holding a mirror up to society, Paul. We all like being in bushes having a wank he, he does that and then he, he confesses to Julia Davis that um that he's had a rough old time of it poor, poor guy what he did was he lied to Lucy Davis from the outset about being a dentist and, yes. and then it turned out that he wasn't that he was just a potato man just because almost everything he knew, she knew about him was a lie yeah he goes and dumps him she jacks him in yeah he's happy because Julia Davis says I'm also a mentalist when, <laughs> when my boyfriend was cheating on me I picked up dog poo Yep, Lots we get a it, lovely montage of that. Of her picking it up with her bare hands. Yep. Picks it all up, puts yep, it in Basta a Yep, BAFTA
0: award-winning actress, Julia yep. Davis, picks
1: it all up. Yep, she puts it in a blender. Yep. little bit of water. that She did stipulate with water. Oh, yeah, I yeah. Know why.
0: She knows how to make a smoothie.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, yeah. Gross. Oh, no, it
0: just be, like, chunky.
1: Oh, yeah, you can't, you don't want a chewy smoothie. No, not of shit. Puts it in a super soaker. Yep. And covers the house in it, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. All of which means they are DTF- the two of them together, <laughs> and they probably do, but we don't actually see it because that would be disgusting.
0: I mean, it's an interesting relationship they have because now they're in a kind of an arms
1: race. That if it, both of them know if they break up with the other one,
0: shit's going to go down. Literally, yeah, true.
1: He he writes letters. I go and get a shit bl- a shit smoothie. <laughs> I get a shit smoothie. He goes and puts his head at my gran. <laughs> it's where yeah. does it end, Mark Gatiss? Yeah. you tell us. You tell us, writer man, arm an arm. They gamble towards the... The conclusion. The bloody conclusion. Oh, the
0: conclusion.
1: Oh, we only so... have to
0: go back in one more time. There's <laughs> yeah. one more man.
1: I know who can help tell this story. Toshiro Mifune. <laughs> Toshiro <laughs> Mifune. Excellent. And what does he have to say about the whole palaver? He says, this here, this here is Johnny Vegas. <laughs> All right, lads, settle yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> this here. Wrap your lips around this and...
0: Look at us. Half eleven on a Saturday morning. It ain't right. We're all blokes. We shouldn't be stood here like this. We, we should be living lives to the full. We,
1: we should be down the pub. Johnny Vegas is a 34-year-old man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently. He-, he is also a potato man, as the film title suggested. Oh, yeah. oh. Um he Yeah. He- I'd say he's potato numero uno. Ooh. He's the head
0: of the potato man. He
1: is, actually. He Spiritually. Dri- he drives the van, yes. Yeah. He's-, he's, a ki- he's a kind of, like... Mother Trazer of the Potato Man. He's got a wife and kid and yeah. it's a very unsuccessful marriage, mostly because he's a bad man. Yeah. He's he's just a terrible <laughs> husband. He doesn't care and
0: He's got the word tits written on the fucking fridge in the children's letter above the
1: name of his daughter, so That that's a pretty good sign. So yeah. Unless he's... the
0: daughter wrote that. Well maybe the daughter was like a Roman. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, so he he's a bad husband and his his response to these criticisms is I just I just want a drink. Just want to be a bloke, you yeah. know? And isn't is that too much to ask and his wife says yes, I want a divorce. Yeah. So Because all he really wants is some um, That's all. Yeah. All all of which means Johnny Vegas is out on his ass. Um yeah. he, he's living in the van, I think. Or something like that. <laughs> No, well, no, no. He, he moves, goes he moves lives, into Tolly's. Yes, he place. goes
0: and lives with the wanking man. Yes, and his and, and his fishy to, quest and his fishy quest. Oh, Jesus mm. me, yeah,
1: Jesus me, Jesus me, Jesus me, Jesus me, Jesus you, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus everything. Yeah, yes.
0: Um, um. Any. Anyway, his whole thing is that he wants to have some kinky sex, and so yeah. he manages to hook up with an old uh, flame of his, I guess, or yeah. like someone who offered to have a threesome with him. Yeah. And, and yeah, he goes to her house. Is mm-hmm. offered a threesome, yeah. but looks so a lordy it's with another bloke oh imagine oh i can't i don't want to <laughs> yes anyway he he makes polite chit chat with the bloke and then they have sex with her yep. she invites him back later for a sex party yeah uh which again involves <laughs> it's just blokes <laughs> it's just the one woman and they end up sort of politely cued waiting for yep. a go at her i think we've now got johnny vegas soaring in
1: delight towards that mystical light of the conclusion. Have I missed him His little toes have left the ground, and he's <laughs> drifting towards that conclusion.
0: Oh, now so may we.
1: Oh take Commenters- a bite of bliss.
0: <laughs> In the conclusion of the film, mm. Mark Gatiss and Julia Davis have eloped. Yes, and ultimately, the wanking man is going to continue to see the woman he met through the d- telephone dating service. Mm-hmm. I think, and continue to have lots of jam-flavored sex.
1: Yeah, Mackenzie Cook. Crook moved in with Tolly, yes. Yes. I think that's just where it gets left. Yes. Meanwhile, Johnny
0: Depp moves yeah. in. Johnny Depp moves in with Gwyneth Paltrow, but Johnny Vegas moves in
1: mm. uh, with the mother-in-law. Yes. Uh, and is a bit
0: more predisposed to giving her the sex. Yeah,
1: a, li- okay. a, a little bit, but she is rampant. She's insatiable, and he, he's not a fit man. No. And, you know, he needs, he needs a lot more zinc in his yeah. diet. So he, he he spends his time sometimes crazy paving.
0: Yes, preferring to do the crazy paving, which is the other uh, aspect yeah. of their tenancy agreement. Yes,
1: whilst he refills his
0: balls. Whilst he's doing the crazy paving, yeah. mother and daughter go yep. past with Pram, Yeah, and they reunite and decide he's going to have another go and yeah. being a
1: family man Yeah, and
0: uh, be a bit less of a potato man.
1: Yeah, as it is revealed that the crazy paving... Has been done in the shape of a glands Which one? Your lymph glands. Oh, <laughs> saucy! I didn't really get it. And come on, those. The end. Oh, okay. So that was Sex Lies of the Potato Man. Yeah. Co- uh, brackets s, <laughs> close brackets. Paul, what did you think of that? I mean, it was brutally honest, wasn't it? Oh th- God! I, I think it was very. I think its its biggest virtue is its its honesty. Yeah, I mean it's definitely what the working class is all up to. You've got Shane Meadows doing his thing in, yeah. in sort of in the Midlands <laughs> in, in East Anglia. Yes. And you've got um Danny Boyle train spotting.
0: Yes. And 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 then you and then you've got Well, you've got guys like um Mike Lee and uh yeah. who's the guy Ken Loach. Yeah. Doing their sort of kitchen sink realist dramas. But I f- suspect both those men went to university. And Ooh. therefore aren't proper working class. No and therefore are giving a somewhat condescending, deified, lionized version yeah. of the working classes yeah. that I can't relate to. I have sex in a fish and chip shop. Yes. Sometimes.
1: And what and what Andy Humphreys has done, <laughs> with, uh, just mesmerizingly with this, is yeah. he's taken that mirror. He's taken that mirror and he's just pushed it right up against all of our faces. Yeah, he and smeared... And said, behold.
0: Co- <laughs> with cocaine smeared all over it, <laughs> he shoved it in your face and asked you to take a good old inhale.
1: Yeah. It's just so bloody realistic is the thing.
0: <laughs> I just... Danny Ball should just fuck off. No, I think he should. Yeah. Because he's been to that uni. You should, yeah. should only make movies about middle class people. Everyone needs to stick to their classes. Yes, for God's sake.
1: Paul, I hated this. I also hated this. Yeah. It was uh, dreadful. Yeah. for as, as, Just for perspective, I think this is probably my... Oh. tempted to say second worst.
0: <laughs> yes. I'd agree with that because yeah. I think there are comparisons to be made to Grown Ups 2 and Lesbian Vampire Killers in particular. Yeah. Lesbian Vampire Killers was another British sex comedy. Yes. Um, and the main difference for me there is the production value.
1: Because. There was some.
0: Well, in Lesbian Vampire Killers, yes, there yeah. was, there was, it, it was made to look like a fantasy. Yeah. It was absolute dog shit in its heart. Mm hmm. But the act, it, the film looked like a movie. This looked like something that was shot on VHS by the guy down the pub.
1: Shot with a VHS. Shot with a VHS. <laughs> Through the plastic bits in a VHS. <laughs> it was shot onto, directly onto a videotape <laughs> that then got posted to us
0: with just a, a thumbprint smeared on it. It's already
1: done its rounds at the cinemas. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you go to the cinema to see this and you just gather around an old 90s television <laughs> that's, like, thicker than it is wide.
1: You know those little ones with the VCR yeah. built in? <laughs> yeah. Pop, some guy with a fag on comes in, puts that on, <laughs> yeah. then leaves, and it's like,
0: oh, film starting.
1: Brilliant. Oh, just the tracking. The, the difference between this and Grown Ups is Grown Ups was just a lazy production line of, I, like, identical pieces of horrible, ugly sludge. Yeah. And this film was... a a malfunctioning production line of increasingly grotesque and misshapen, malformed and stinky pieces of sludge that also had dead birds in.
0: Yes. It's like the thing that makes me really uncomfortable with this film though, Mm. is that grow ups who would have people come and wear stupid, ugly disguises like Mm. bald caps and big noses and, you know, big teeth. And and that offers a level of spite Mm. definitely because they're satirizing real people. But nevertheless, one that you could safely ridicule. Yes. The problem with Sex Lives of the Potato <laughs> Men is it's taken real people, mm-hmm. real, you know, talented people, and stuck them in really grotesque situations and asked mm-hmm. you to laugh at that to the point where if I criticize it for being gross, I feel like I'm criticizing them personally. And, a, and a, a whole class of
1: our society, mm. which makes me very uncomfortable. Well, the trick to that is, I think we've got very good reasons as to why this film is shit. Mm. There, there, we, we can definitely legitimately coherently <laughs> dis, like explain why this film is, is horrendous in, yes. a, in every way. And it's not a class thing. It's nothing to do with that. It's a movie 43 situation. I yeah. think where you've gotten several people that you have liked in the past. Oh and, God. And it's, it's it's, the worst thing about it is, yeah, it, it kind of forces you to watch these characters demean themselves by doing... Like Mark Gatiss. Yes. Genius. Mark Gatiss is
0: brilliant. Wonderful wonderful man. If you man. like Sherlock, yeah. if you like, you know, Doctor Who, the yeah. new incarnation, Mark Gatiss had a huge role to play in all of that. yeah, And yeah. he's brilliant. I love the documentaries he's made
1: mm. on horror and League of Gentlemen, yeah, which was contemporary to this, yeah, is brilliant. And then in, in, in this, he's, he's, he's wanking himself off to Lucy Davis's neighbor and he's stealing a, stealing a dog and he's stalking Lucy Davis and writing horrible letters to her. Yeah. It's demeaning to him and demeaning to us. Little Britain style exploitation of people and like Little Britain is a good example because it's a it's a sketch show basically it's an 18 minute sketch show every sketch it starts off with people talking about sex and then Mm. about one minute in it's like the writers went okay how can we make this more disgusting than the last (laughs) one and it's like oh we've got the guy who's who's eating jam and fish paste sandwiches did you like that?
0: by like licking them out of the Bread,
1: yeah, and it's it is. so
0: gross, and it's just this constant contrast of greasy, unhealthy food mm. and sex. Yeah, there was so much tomato
1: ketchup flying around yeah. in this, but there's no, there's no actual story. Is a it's no, a thing? There's no
0: character progression except in the most perfunctory way. Yeah,
1: ex- exactly. It's just yeah. like, oh, do you like that? Here's another one. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. I feel like we should just do a bit of a
0: dive into because the director yeah. had a lot to say on this subject. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the class implications okay. of sex the potato men for those who may live in a country with a less ingrained class system please tell me where you live and secondly (laughs) um rich hall gave a really good definition of class when you go to work in the morning if your name is on the front of the building you're upper class if your name is on your desk you're middle class and if your name is on your shirt you're working class that's
1: great actually yeah Yeah.
0: um it's it's this idea there's a lot of different identifiers some people Hmm. see it as a cultural thing the kind of like things you're drawn to You know, if you work Mm. as a bricklayer, but you come home and listen to classical music, what does that mean? All this Mm. nonsense, really. It's all about self-identity, and I'm not sure how Mm. useful the definitions are, except maybe in a broad
1: sort of wealth distribution kind of way. Well, class is a very antiquated system, and it had grey area even, you know, back in the early 1900s, and now it's completely... Like, you know, you're you're middle class if you go to university.
0: Yeah, but if you go to university these days and get a degree, you'll be lucky if you get a job doing plumbing.
1: yeah. I'd be, I'd be very,
0: I'd love that. So it's, yeah. So, so, so it's, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, I'm it, poorer uh, than most of the supposedly working class people I know. Even yeah, though exactly. I have a, you know, a desk to work at. Yeah. I've seen other people talk about how it's the financial situation. It's the idea of how much are you dependent on wages is the idea. Maybe that defines class.
1: Yeah, but then I, I don't think anyone would call me working class, but if I lost my job tomorrow, yeah. I'd be doomed. <laughs> I'd, I'd have nothing. I'd starve to death in a minute. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even got any fat on my body. I'm sorry, Perhaps. Mr. Goodman. We're going to have to... put Paul, Paul. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Needs constant reassurance to stay alive. But, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, But class... I think class nowadays seems to be a thing of... Um, it's either prejudice or a point of yes. conflict. Sure. So so can we then say that because <laughs> because of this, um, you know, loopholing that we're allowed to criticise um, <laughs> the sex lives of the potato men without...
0: Yeah, should it even be a factor? Yeah. I mean,
1: well, it, sh- it shouldn't, because yeah. u- ultimately, this is a shit film. Yes. No, mate, this is a fanny magnet. I'm going to be knee-deep in pussy with this thing. Now, do you want me to just list any number of, of films that are about working-class people yeah. that are fantastic? And, yeah. and And, I mean... It's, it's, a man- it's a manifold. I mean, the directors we mentioned earlier, look into their works.
0: There's wonderful films out there about, you know, the working-class experience. But the reason we're having this discussion is because the director has made a big deal of this. And I have some quotes here, because he he did write an article about it. I may be deluding myself, but I think the real reason... You are. (laughs) I might be deluding myself, but I think the real reason my film has has had so much attention is that it shows the type of bodies and the class of people that are almost never shown having sex in movies. It's okay if you're Gwyneth Paltrow or Jude Law, but if you're an overweight single mum or Johnny Vegas... Then middle-class
1: film reviewers recoil in horror and disgust. Poor Johnny Vegas. <laughs> now, that's really unfair because you're putting words in the mouths of, mouth of your critics there. The, mm. the, the problem that people have identified with this film is not that it's showing ordinary people having sex.
0: No, not at all. And in fact, some of the... I mean, we'll get this to when we do the one good thing, but some of the... um moments of genuine intimacy because there's no there's very little intimacy in this yeah sex is shown as like humping in the back of a fish and chip shop yeah which is a very mean-spirited way of portraying working-class sex this idea that all the working classes are
1: capable of is rutting watching this film i can't imagine people being like (laughs) it's just like we do yeah you know it's, it's it's laughing at
0: he goes on he says so friday night after um the first critical reception I nervously went to our local cinema to see my film with some real people Mm -hmm. and was heartened to hear them laughing at my crude characters all the way through. The next day, I woke up ready to enjoy getting phone calls from all my mates, telling me that my film was the first to truly portray the lad mag generation. I know. I actually am working class, and my film is based on my real experiences, unlike some idealized version of the noble working class that others might have. Again, he's just saying that if you
1: putt- attempt to portray the, no- the working mm. class as noble, then you're doing them a disservice. Mm. I feel like Andy Humphreys has yeah. has retconned this a bit. Yeah. I feel like he's made this film yeah. thinking I will make this as just fucking disgusting as I can. Yeah, get the Freddy Got yeah. Fingered audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though that's itself yeah. a misconception, and and has since he's he's revised his. Yes, his to, vision. to try and nobly say that he was trying to yeah. portray an aspect of Britain that doesn't get portrayed a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... Um, oh, <laughs> I've got another quote from him here. Oh, That's, good, oh, okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, the Independent said the film portrayed the modern male as a rutting, cowardly, slack-jawed imbecile, which, duh, was actually the whole point. Again, an affectionate homage. Yeah, Mirror. The Daily Express called it relentlessly crude, bad-taste comedy, which, again, was the whole point okay so it's like so it, he is defending this as an idea that it's gross out comedy and should be
1: enjoyed as such but also painstakingly real
0: yes okay also a genuine sort of portrayal of working class man as mm. a rotting
1: coward yeah well you could have just read that quote after the other one and we wouldn't have had to have had this discussion <laughs> i think is uh yeah is the key um yeah it, it it really sounds like just trying to cover his ass a bit i and, think so
0: and And why would you not try to because you've made you've directed sex lies of the potato man and it's well again unpleasant film
1: own your shit
0: yeah stand by your shit but don't Uh, lie about it or try and make it seem like something it wasn't it was an attempt at making a gross out comedy Mm. with some british talent and it just didn't have enough thought put into it because it is just a disjointed series of really unpleasant Mm. sketches that feel mean-spirited. Johnny Vegas, I don't know if we've mentioned this enough, but we're both quite fond of Johnny Vegas. I mean, I really like his stand-up and some of the stuff he's done. He's a very dangerous and kind of provocative comedian. Mm. He was doing the whole confronting the audience and aggressively getting in the audience's face before Stuart Lee did. Mm. To have him play such a flat, uninteresting character in this is really upsetting.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think the main thing is, you know, it's it's, it's one thing to say, oh, you know... the middle classes didn't get it, but this is 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. No, no critic gave this a favourable review.
0: Yeah, and only half of the you know middling reviews from the actual general public i feel just as many people were disgusted by it as enjoyed it yeah you should never even when you're making a gross out comedy you should never overlook the fact that you had the potential to actually say something meaningful yeah and if any thought had been put towards this they might have made a genuinely insightful film about the sex habits of the kind of people who don't get portrayed yeah. in hollywood very often but that wasn't the priority the priority was have julia davis fill up a super soaker with dog shit yeah. and spray it all over someone's house and it'll be funny all right then well yeah. i i don't think we should attempt to try and spin this round or spin no. it as a good thing because it does feel nastily condescending and if you look at like things like mrs brown's boys yeah you you can see that this sort of painful condescension is still sort of getting traction yeah and that it's upsetting that it does so so
1: mm-hmm. yeah it'd also be a lie so yeah absolutely that too so let's quick fire. Quick fire. fire, fire, fire. Johnny Vegas did have a couple of decent reaction shots. Yes he did. Very deadpan. Um uh Johnny Vegas does um disappointment really well. Yeah. In
0: fact his his profile pitch on INDB is just of him sort of looking fairly upset. <laughs> it's it's he's got a very good face for it. There's an early line in which um, which made us both laugh I think a little bit. Mom Ursula gave me a blowjob last night. And give me a fishing rod once. Yeah. And again, it was self-deprecating and it was not just relentlessly yeah. sex-based. It, it, it does what it should do, which is raise awareness of the absurdity of the situation. Yeah. See, we
1: can, we can find the the, the real bits. We
0: <laughs> can find the bits where Johnny Vegas shone through.
1: Yeah. Just needed more of those.
0: Yeah. So I had to laugh at the inarticulateness of Phil, the guy they meet down the pub, um, mm. who occasionally would say things in a sort of Carl Pilkington-esque, um, awkward way. Mm. And one of the things he says is that, um, bee stings have been known to cause death. Yeah. In a person. <laughs> yes. Which was amusing.
1: Yeah, it was a nice way of putting that across. <laughs> there's a line uh, in The Threesome when yeah. uh, Johnny Vegas goes and meets Kevin. Yeah. Lovely Kevin. Yeah. And um, they have a bit of a, m- a moment's silence and he goes, I haven't kept you waiting, have I? <laughs> which is like, just look like, Because <laughs>
0: it's the first moment and you don't know if he's going to go in and say something really inappropriate
1: yeah. or something really homophobic. But no, he, yeah. he
0: goes in and he's just a nice bloke about yeah. it, which and is the- funny.
1: Yeah, and there's just, there's something, there's something crap about that small <laughs> the small talk that yeah. you'd have before a threesome <laughs> yeah funny
0: i have to say there's something about the idea that you'd show up hoping for sex with two women and getting really mm. excited about it and then being confronted in a situation where which you're not mm. like physically interested in of having sex with a woman and another guy and just going along with it anyway because you don't want to be impolite yeah, I felt, be a yeah spoil it's, a, sport. it's a good comedic premise mm. Um, it reminds me of the big train sketch where Mark Heap plays the uh, the prostitute that yeah. um, Kevin Eldon has hired. Yes. Um, I like the idea of the Britishness of it, of just sort of, um, oh, oh. oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, of course, let's uh, get to that. I quite like the lion. excuse me,
1: mate, how much are you plastic twats? <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> there was one scene that directly followed on from the last one, like yeah. in a story. When Johnny Vegas shows up for the sex party,
0: and mm. um, as you might have guessed, it's a room full of men, obviously you're going to start scanning for the one guy you know is going to be there and that's kevin and when you find kevin he's giving johnny um johnny vegas a
1: thumbs up yeah he cut he comes in from street <laughs> yes <Right>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the film knows you're looking for him yeah
1: <laughs> and there he is with his thumbs up and yeah
0: it's, it's amusing and somewhat self-aware
1: i think it was a, a small mercy that julia davis and mark Gatis got to act opposite one another yeah and not anyone else in any other situation.
0: Um so at one point in the film, Johnny Vegas is singing a very drunken version of Come On Eileen
1: mm-hmm.
0: by the Dexys Midnight Runners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um anyway, he's drunkenly singing along to it. One lyric that I particularly enjoyed him messing up was
1: um you Oh, you dead? just verging on dress <laughs> <Verge> <laughs> verging not on dress, dress. yeah is <laughs> a very nice look. now i feel like the men in this film objectified women but mm. i don't feel like the film did no i think that was a really positive yeah thing my final one is um when johnny vegas is reunited with
0: his kid who he hasn't seen throughout the entire film yeah we have no sense of relationship there. Johnny Vegas, his character is only exclusively interested in having sex. Um, when he sees her, he says to her, all right, chicken. And his little
1: oh. beckons are over. And I thought that was really cute. Oh. I like that as a nickname for yeah. a little kid. And the kid was sweet. Would have been good to have had that established earlier. Yes. Oh, been lovely. We literally do not see the daughter no. before that.
0: Yeah, that's the first time. And it's like, oh, God, you're a dad.
1: Yeah. This is very grim. Ouch. Uh yeah one 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 final one then there is a, a joke that is set up yep uh very nicely indeed they're 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 talking about one of their mates having been like doing some work in a, in a certain area oh yeah and how like the these these people are rich and have big houses and he's like oh no Adrian Charles he told me he told me this that was that was about twenty minutes into the film yeah. Um we get to the near the conclusion, that beautiful rainbow-esque conclusion. <laughs> um Tolly is going with his date to a party. Yeah. And it uh, transpires um that it's that it's a sex party. Yes. And who should open the door in a towel. <laughs> but... <laughs> but Adrian Charles. Adrian Charles. And it's it's brilliant
0: because it's not in relation to the context in which he was originally introduced. Yeah. So him being there is completely random. Yeah. It takes you completely by surprise and yet does make you think how it he was mentioned earlier. And yeah, yeah we it was funny.
1: It was very funny. And yeah. I and the I think the only
0: genuine big laugh I think we both
1: simultaneously yeah. had. Yeah. It was a real that's my penis line.
0: Yeah. It wasn't mean spirited either. It's no. not like, oh here's Adrian Charles, isn't that grotesque that he's involved yeah. in this situation? He was just there. It was just like here's Adrian Charles, yeah. everyone. And Brilliant. self self deprecating of Adrian Charles to have done so. Yeah. Oh Adrian Charles is a uh Presenter here, by the way, of morning yeah. television shows. Yeah. So him being uh only dressed in a sheet at a sex party is also an amusing contrast. Yes.
1: Especially considering how mild and inoffensive he is generally perceived yes. as being. Yeah, he's um kind of milk toast, isn't he? Yes, definitely. <laughs> so there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Well, then putting it out to the the, the public. Yep. Matthew Gray. To the plebs. Oh pff, love this film apparently. <laughs> Matthew Gray says, I love this film. It's exactly what I think working classes are like. Paul's face contorted into a real Rick Mayall-style sneer as he read that. It was wonderful. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Uh, Matthew Gray, recommender of this film, said, uh, I believe I once caught it late one night on ITV2 or something similar, and it made me question my future trips to the local chippy. Oh, so this, this, this film sh- is tragedy. halving heart disease rates around, <laughs> up and down the country. Oh,
0: Christ. Well, maybe that's what he intended. Maybe Andy ah. Humphreys has saved the lives of... Hundreds, literally dozens of people who have seen this film. Then I doff my cap
1: to the far <laughs> reach of this this film Your and, cloth his, and cap. the guy behind it. Yeah, Emma Kitcat at Catty Kitty seventy two. Oh, Christ, uh, through me. <laughs> said uh, best thing about Slopem. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the acronym. Oh. oh, it was intentional, wasn't it? Oh God, Slopem. Best thing about Slopem. Fire alarm went off in the middle of the screening, so <laughs> I could have a meal rather than enjoy any more of that drivel.
0: <laughs> Says, yeah. I, I find that very suspect. What was her name again? Um, Catty Kat- Kitty. Kat- 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 Kitty. I, I suspect Catty Kitty was um sort of like,
1: oh no, the fire alarm. Desperately putting away the matches that she had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, full Starts Podcast. at Full Starts Pod. Welcome back. Said I snuck in. Parenthesis age because I liked Crook from The Office and Pirates of the Caribbean and Vegas from ITV Digital. Most fun I had was getting caught and thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of visceral excitement there, <laughs> yeah, to the knuckle, <laughs> um, yeah. Very good, uh, very good selection of sort of uh, knowing wink wink submissions there. Thank you, everyone. Yeah.
0: What a film to sneak
1: into as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ooh, boy, oh. Paul, what's your one better thing?
0: The one better thing.
1: Uh, well, my one better thing is uh, two better things. Ooh. And you can't stop me. Oh Christ. I needed two today to cover the broad range of topics straddled by this nightmare. Yeah. The... Perhaps I
0: could slip one in the middle and we can have a bit of a one better threesome.
1: Ooh. Ooh. As long as you're as long as you're laughing at somebody whilst doing it. <laughs> Everyone. Okay, well my first is an English comedy that flirts with a saucy concept and it Ooh. doesn't make you want to punch your eyes into your brain. <laughs> the full Monty. I've heard that about it. I think Mark Kermo said <laughs> I have no point
0: during this film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his standards are quite low nowadays. <laughs> With a great cast led by Robert Carlyle, uh, along with Mark Addy and Tom Wilkinson. Ah, It's a tale about six unemployed steelworkers who decide to perform a striptease act in order to pay off various debts, child support and things like that. Mm. It's funny because it dives in on the real. The unemployment in so-called northern powerhouses, father's rights, sexuality, family. You know, it's done honestly and without fluff and without laughing at people. You don't need to be outrageous like, uh, like Slopham is. Just be real. And that's where where comedy comes from. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, then this is a sex comedy I'm proud to call homegrown. Good stuff. Mm.
0: You know what? If what we're looking at here is genuine working class representation, maybe feature films aren't necessarily the best way to go. Maybe there's more accessible art forms out there for the working classes. And I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the best stand-ups that Britain has... um, Produced um Frank Skinner, of course, a really excellent and funny working class stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. I think you know the the the, the public have their favourites. People like Peter Kay, who you know, as general and sort of mainstream as he got, had some really great sort of knowledge of the craft and how it worked, which especially shows in his early stuff. If you yeah. watch his Comedy Store special, it's only half an hour long, and that's you know that really showcases the strengths he had as a performer before he started filling up stadiums. Um, I'd also throw in there sort of Sean Lock, who's mm-hmm. an, also an excellent kind of. Um, Yeah, stand-up comedian who eschews sort of political affiliations quite deliberately and, um, yeah, also represents a sort of working-class perspective.
1: Great. Well, there's something about Mary. Mm. Ben Stiller and a bunch of dudes, all of whom have never gotten over Cameron Diaz's Mary, basically become stalkers and compete with each other to win her affection. Right. It's bonkers and full of the gross-out humor the Farrellys are famous for. You know, yeah. I'm not sure what came before it really, but it's a definite precursor to sex comedies like The Forty-Year-Old Virgin, right? Uh, knocked Up, things like that. And what these do well is establish a level of grossness early on without needing to constantly ramp it up, like in a bad horror movie. Right. The story gets more. Ludicrous, yeah. not the jokes. The jokes, because <laughs> you know that's how you make things relevant and get your audience to care. Yeah, it's funny. It is gross. Uh, it has Lee Evans in it. Um, it has everything. Yeah, and but really, <laughs> you know, I, I think this is this is something sex comedies that American comedies tend to do better. From, from you know, in our humble experience, anyway, we've I'm got still. we've got lesbian vampire killers. Um, yeah, this, absolutely. Slop them. <laughs> <laughs> as you it know, shall henceforth be known? Yeah. There's I think I think there's a definite there's definite niche there that's like yet to be explored, and I think it's it will be perfectly possible to make an amazing British sex comedy. Funny Cow also is a movie I reviewed as part mm. of the festival, and that's a not a sex comedy.
0: Yeah. There's sex in it, but it's not a sex comedy. It's a very grim working class comedy, mm. very dark comedy. So that also is very excellent. Mm. Well, there we go. All of that. <laughs> I mean, really, we're talking about one better thing than slop, and yeah. we could go on and on. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's almost no limit. (laughs) That was all The One Better Thing. The One Better
1: Thing. Other movies (laughs) were The One Better Thing. Okay, thank you very much for listening to One Good Thing. Yeah, thank you, Matt, for that. That was an interesting experience. Um, Really (laughs) got to um, stare right down the mirror there into our dirty souls. That
0: dirty mirror.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Then we clean the mirror and we will feel a lot better for it. So Ah! thank you very much. Oh, don't do that ever again. <laughs> we are on Twitter and Facebook at OGT Gmail yep. account is ogtpod at gmail dot com. We are get us there. Yep, we are ready and waiting for your thick, hot messages. <laughs> fuck them. yeah! Oh god, come fuck us with your emails. Yes, we're ready and gaping. No, waiting. <laughs> oh god, you've you've been ruined by sloopum. <laughs> no, I haven't ruined. <laughs> Or <laughs> ruined. <laughs> ruined, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you've appreciated all oh, of just the really horrendous sex jokes we've been making all all, all episode, <laughs> please leave us a lovely review. It gets us noticed. We go up in the charts, and yep. more and more people can share in the dirty sex filth that is up to our knees at this point. Yeah. Other than that, my novel Dockhead, which is a much much more sophisticated look at sex. actually. Oh, actually, actually, yeah. Mm. Um, actually. yeah. The, the orgy in a chip shop in
0: Doghead is amongst my favourite
1: oh uh, what if chip shop orgies yeah. yeah but what I love it's about it is
0: how the chip shop orgy uh, pertains to the character's inherent
1: sense of dislocation yeah well the interesting thing is it ends up being a microcosm <laughs> Um, for socialism as a, as a sort of whole, like Scandinavian socialism. And, and the, um, the battered sausage is, um, the... Cock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clever like that. And that is going for $5.99 on Amazon. Lovely. Yeah. What a bargain. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in the
0: opinions of yet another me- middle class metropolitan reviewer, then please check out Screen Mayhem, where you can see this particular disillusioned person shitting all over middle class, working class. Uh, cinema, you'll you'll love it. What did he think about God's Own Country, a movie about homo- gay farmers in Yorkshire, <sighs> working class bollocks more like? <laughs> Wagner did it better somehow. <laughs> Go check that out at Screen Mayhem. Yeah, I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Sex Lies of the Slopem is Adrian Childs shows up in it.